Part five of Everglades Wild Book by Jean Craighead George. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Part five. Willowhead. Willows pioneer new territories and create an environment that enables other plants to gain a foothold. Their wind-blown seeds usually root in sunny land opened by fire and agriculture since these trees require a great quantity of water the solution holes in the glades are favorable sites seedlings grow leaves fall and stems and twigs die and drop contributing to the formation of peat when this builds up close to or above the surface of the water it provides a habitat for other trees such as sweet bay and cocoa plum with enough of these the willow head changes character and becomes a bay head years ago when alligators were plentiful they weeded the willow bordered solution holes keeping them open consequently the willow heads were typically donut shaped today today however alligators are scarce and many of the willow heads have no gators the solution holes fill with muck and peat relatively tall willows rise out of the deep peat-filled centers with increasingly smaller ones toward the less fertile edges and the willow heads take on the characteristic dome-shaped profile but not nearly the height of the cypress domes they have a clumpy brushy appearance seeming to grow right out of the marsh without trunks illustration palmacia snail the sole food of the everglade kite illustration everglade kite illustration willow heads with alligator holes typically have a doughnut shape the gator hole representing the hole in the doughnut spatterdock coastal plain willow cattail dry season water level willowheads that do have alligator holes have a seasonal concentration of aquatic animals and the birds and mammals that prey upon them they rarely support orchids or bromeliads for the bark of the southern willow is too smooth to provide anchorage for the seedlings of these plants during drought periods willow heads like bay heads are vulnerable to the fires that sometimes burn over the glades web of life in the marsh around the stems and other underwater parts of the glades plants are cylindrical masses of yellowish-green periphyton. So incredibly abundant are these masses of living material that in late summer the water appears as though clogged with mossy-looking sausages and floating pancakes. Largely algae, but containing perhaps 100 different organisms, the periphyton supports a complex web of glades life. It is the beginning of many food chains in the freshwater marsh the larvae of mosquitoes and other invertebrates larval frogs tadpoles and salamanders and other small free-swimming creatures feed upon the tiny plants and minute animals living in the masses of periphyton these periphyton feeders are in turn fed upon by small fish frogs and other vertebrates which are food for big fish birds mammals and reptiles most of these larger creatures are preyed upon by the alligator 
the periphytum is perhaps most important for its role in maintaining the physical environment of the marsh the water flowing over the limestone of the glades is hard with calcium the algae remove this calcium and convert it to marls which precipitates to the bottom sawgrass is rooted in this marl accumulated dead sawgrass forms peat other marsh plants including willows and the trees of the bayheads spring up from the peat acid from the peat and from decaying plant matter of the tree islands dissolves some of the marl and underlying bedrock and the cycle is complete every plant every animal every physical element is involved in this web of life as soil builder predator plant-eater scavenger agent of decay or converter of energy and raw materials into food damage to or removal of any of these components pollution of the water lowering of the water table elimination of a predator or any interference in the energy cycle could destroy the glades as we know them illustration beginning of food chain algae and one-celled animals invertebrate larvae periphyton mass sawgrass sawgrass dies and makes peat every other plant and animal community in the park hammock mangrove swamp pineland etc is an association of large and small organisms sharing a physical environment it is impossible to understand either the park as a whole or the life of a single creature without being aware of these interrelationships alligator hole in the glades out in the sunny glades the broad leaves of the alligator flag mark the location of an alligator hole this is the most incredible ecosystem of all the worlds within the world of the park for in a sense the alligator is the keeper of the everglades with feet and snout these reptiles clear out the vegetation and muck from the larger holes in the limestone in the dry season when the floor of the glades checks in the sun these holes are oases then large numbers of fish turtles snails and other freshwater animals take refuge in the holes moving right in with the alligators enough of these water-dependent creatures thus survive the drought to repopulate the glades when the rains return birds and mammals join the migration of the everglades animal kingdom to the alligator holes feed upon the concentrated life in them and in turn occasionally become food for their alligator hosts illustration alligator flag lily pads float on the surface around the edges arrowleaf cattails and other emergent plants grow behind them on higher muckland much of which is created by the alligators as they pile up plant debris stand ferns wildflowers and swamp trees algae thrive in the water the rooted water plants might become so dense as to hinder the movement and growth of the fish were it not for the weeding activities of the alligators with the old reptiles keeping the pool open the fish thrive and alligator and guests live well plants piled beside the hole by the alligator decay and form soil with mud and marl ferns 
wildflowers and tree seedlings take root and eventually the alligator hole may be the center of a tree island so it's easy to see how important the alligator is to the ecology of the park unfortunately for this reptile many people in the past believed only in the value of its hide hunting for alligators became profitable in the mid eighteen eighties and continued until the nineteen sixties in nineteen sixty one florida prohibited all hunting of alligators but poaching continued to take its toll finally the federal endangered species act of nineteen sixty nine protected the alligator by eliminating all hunting and trafficking in hides as a result of complete protection the alligator has increased greatly in number they are no longer an endangered species in florida and they can easily be found in gator holes and sloughs today alligators are eagerly sought by visitors to everglades national park who are anxious to see and photograph this unique creature once again the alligator is the keeper of the everglades illustration actual size at hatching eight inches to ten inches illustration alligator food fish gar bass etc birds turtles soft-shelled and others mammals raccoon snapping turtle green heron illustration forty to sixty eggs laid in nest of humus in may or june illustration mother tends young one to two years one year old about two feet long illustration alligator hole in the glades snowy egret white ibis wood stork mosquito fifteen species snail eggs pig frog alligator nest dry season water level gambusia killifish sunfish large-mouthed bass florida spotted gar florida soft-shelled turtle one spike rush two pink gerardia three spider lily four cattail five pickerel weed six arrowhead seven water lily eight spatterdock nine bladderwort ten alligator flag eleven morning glory discovering everglades plants and animals everglades national park with its array of plant communities ranging from the pines and palmettos rooted in the pitted limestone bedrock of the park's dry uplands through the periphyton-based marsh community and the brackish mangrove swamp to the highly saline waters of florida bay is an amateur botanist's paradise many of the park's plants are found nowhere else in the united states only here at the southern tip of the florida peninsula do tropical trees and orchids mingle with oaks and pines this book is not intended to be a manual for identification of the everglades plants you will need to arm yourself with appropriate field guides to ferns orchids aquatic plants trees or whatever your special interests may be the reading list in the appendix suggests a few while the park is a mecca for students of plant life you must keep one thing in mind 
your collecting will be limited to photographic and if you're an artist drawings no specimens may be removed or disturbed fortunately with today's versatile cameras and high quality color films you can take home a complete and accurate record of your plant discoveries much of our present knowledge of everglades plant life has been garnered by amateurs much more needs to be accumulated before an environmental management program for the park can be perfected and serious students of botany are invited to make their data available to the park staff as for wild animals one hardly needs to look for them in this park most visitors come here at least partly for that reason and even those not seeking wildlife should be alert to avoid stepping on or running down the slower or less wary creatures but animal watching is a great pastime and it pays to learn to do it right a few suggestions may help you make the most of your experience in everglades end of part five